Michael Dukes Show. The greed and the entitlement is astounding to me. What more could you want from a low-budget radio program? This is a dumpster fire. That was just BS. It is time to get a new perspective. We know just what you need, and we've got just the cure. Open wide and prepare for a steaming hot cup of freedom. I just don't fathom it. The Michael Dukes Show, streaming live across the world. Yep, across the world on the internet. And around the state of Alaska, on this, your favorite radio station and or translator, FM translator, it is the Michael Duke Show. Uh, good morning. How are you this morning? Are you ready to, uh, are you ready to, to do this? Are you, are you back in it? Are you, uh, are you back in the groove for work? Uh, for those of you who had the four day work week, are you ready to, uh, I don't know, dive into it and, uh, and face the week with vim and vigor. Yes, yes, yes. That's uh, that's what it's all about. Good morning, my friends. And welcome to the program. It is uh, the Michael Duke Show. Uh, and we are up and running, which, against all odds, is the... Uh, is <laughs> It's against all odds. Let's just put it that way. Uh, that we are actually up and running this morning. Um we, uh, I, I worked all weekend on, uh, well, I'll tell you about that in a minute. I'll tell you about that in a minute. <clears throat> it is, uh, it's a full day today. So what are we going to, what are we going to talk about? Well, we've got the full rundown, the full rundown on all the seats, all the elections. We have the unofficial results, uh, from across the state. Uh, and it's, it's, it's not going to be official until tomorrow. They don't certify the results until tomorrow. Uh, but in the meanwhile, we are going to be, uh, we're going to be doing our best to, uh, give you some analysis, give you some, uh, information and uh, try and try and reach out there and, and give you, uh, give you what we can give you in the meanwhile, <clears throat> I'll tell you. It's not looking good for the old home team. It's not, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a hot, 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 hot mess, uh, for the, uh, uh, for this upcoming session. I just think that that's, that's the official version is that it's going to be a, uh, it's going to be an interesting time to say the least. And we'll be talking about that here this morning on the program as we uh, as we get things kicking off and, and ready to go. All right. Um, so, uh, how was your weekend? Were you busy putting your Starlink together? I know some of you were. I know some of you were because I got some text messages. Um, and lo and behold... Uh, Friday morning, we woke up to let the dogs out, and there was a Starlink box on my front porch. So, um, yeah, I'm kind of excited about it to test it out. Uh, it is, um, it's going to be interesting. We'll talk about that here in just a few minutes uh, as well. Another one of our stories that we have coming up. And then we will also, of course, uh, dive into phone calls with you, the listeners. You are the... You are the reason that we're here. So we'll talk with you 
as well, and then get some stuff lined up for later this week. Now, I'm assuming that on uh, Wednesday we're going to be talking with uh, we're going to be talking with uh, uh, Mike Shower, who's going to give us uh, the real rundown here on everything that's uh, on everything that's going on. We're going to talk with Mike Shower and get the full and get the full meal deal, so to speak, on everything that's happening. That's uh, that's coming up. And uh, then we're going to we'll we'll see. We'll see where it goes from there. We will see where things happen from there. Um, all right. <clears throat> so uh, should we give you the uh, should we give you the full the full meal deal here and get uh, get from you what you guys were doing all weekend long? What happened? What happened with you guys? Did you, uh, did you, uh, did you reach out and, uh, did you reach out and, uh, try and get everything done? Uh, did you get the, did you get the honeydew list put together? Did you, or did you sit back and relax and just, uh, did you sit back and relax and, and just hang out and, uh, it, you know, put your feet up? Well, um, it was, uh, it was it wasn't just, it wasn't just, uh, it wasn't just you. I, on Thursday, um, I got the, I got the turkey ready. That is my, that's my, that's my, my job. My one job on Thanksgiving is to get the turkey all squared away and ready. And so I did that. I got the turkey, I got the turkey all ready. And then I came upstairs here to the studio and I tore it all out. I tore everything out. I pulled everything apart, all the monitors, everything. I mean, just everything. I just started unplugging stuff and ripping stuff out and got it all cleared out and ready for what I anticipated to be a fun time for the next, you know, couple days of rejiggering stuff and I got a new PC and I got some other things and a brand new monitor and all this stuff. And so I, uh, I, I tore it out and then we had a, uh, and then we had a, uh, delicious, delicious, uh, turkey dinner. Uh, my wife, uh, what, what else, what did we do? Oh, my daughter added the thank you to, I think Jerrica who, mentioned this my daughter added the mushrooms and the bacon to the green bean casserole which was yum and uh we just we just had a great time it was just a great um it was a great day my wife brined a turkey for the first time and that was interesting um and did make a bit of a difference gave us a little bit of a different flavor as it were for what was going on um all right, so that was kind of that was kind of the the rundown there, and then I got up Friday morning. Well, I got up, I got up late. I, I'll be honest, I slept in a little bit, uh, but then I just got onto it and uh, dove into it, and immediately realized that I wasn't sure that three days was going to be enough to do all the things that I needed to do. Uh, I mean, that was that was the it was, oh man, the next three days, Friday, Saturday, and yesterday were long and painful. And, 
in the end, uh, I was able to get about half of what I wanted done. Uh, I decided about 10 o'clock yesterday morning that I better just scab everything back together in the best way possible so that I could actually broadcast the show this morning. And, um, well, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, um, I discovered that um, somewhere along the lines, I had broken my main computer. Uh, I was messing around trying to make it, make it, upgrade it, do some things with it. And when I went to turn it on, no joy in Mudville, no signal, no nothing, no no anything. And that's when the real panic set in. Now that was about three o'clock yesterday afternoon. So finally, about seven, I had everything set up, um, and I'm running. I'm running the whole show this morning off my laptop, and uh, all the rest of the new bells and whistles that I've got here are connected to that. So thank goodness for that. But oh man, <clears throat> it was. It. I'm so glad that I didn't attempt this on a two day weekend because I was. I almost did. I almost. I was like one weekend. I'm like, I'm just gonna do it this weekend. And my uh, my buddy, who is uh, my engineer down at the stations in Anchorage, said, maybe you should, you know, wait uh, until the long weekend, the four-day weekend, and you can do it then. I'm like, well, okay, that, you know, that makes sense. And uh, so anyway, uh, it was a stress-filled weekend. I just, I mean, this, this was all to say, this whole long story that I'm telling you here was all to say... I should have just left everything well enough alone and waited till my Christmas vacation. <laughs> I mean, wow. Wow. It was, uh, it was, uh, so here we are. Uh, I love to show you pictures of, of command central now. Uh, it's pretty impressive. Although I, like I said, I've only got about half of it working. Um, but, um, uh, I sent my wife a picture. She was downstairs. I was upstairs. I snapped her a picture of it at one point. She goes, man, that looks like the cockpit of an airliner. Yes, yes, it does. And, uh, that's, that's what I like to think about it. Just me driving the common sense ship right here. That's, this is the USS common sense. And, uh, so I'm pretty excited still about the changes that are coming for me, not necessarily for you, but to make life easier. And uh, hopefully to make the show better for you guys as well. But that's uh, that's where we're going this morning. So that was my weekend. My whole weekend was um, um, my whole weekend was was putting all this uh, together and and uh, and getting this in. So I didn't have much of a break, unfortunately. But I guess that's what happens when you work for yourself. Sometimes your boss is a real bastard. That's me. I'm just, just driving myself. So. Um, all right. Um, so that was my weekend. What did you guys do this weekend? Did you relax? I know Greg, I saw Greg put his, uh, Starlink together and he's excited about that. Um, Starlink is making, uh, it, it's, it started. They made their official announcement. Uh, what's ironic was that I got the notification on the 17th, I think the 17th, I got the notification from Starlink that said, Hey, Remember you, two years ago, you signed up for the beta list and did all that and gave us some money and remember that? Well, we're ready right now. If you want it, get it. Okay. So I did. And um, it was like six days later, it's sitting on my porch. So I know that a lot of people out there are getting it. 
that in fact, my friend Bert Summers up in Fairbanks uh, is quoted in the ADN. Uh, they made the, uh, they made the, it made the news. SpaceX on Monday announced the launch of Starlink in Alaska. It's high speed satellite internet service, which advocates will say can beam broadband to every corner of the state. And many Alaskans have signed up for the service, said they're eager to try it. I am one of them, but, uh, Starlink is one of just several ongoing efforts that could transform telecommunications in the state. North Pole resident Bert Summers said Monday that he'd give the service a B so far. In an interview, he said he's too far outside of town to get wired delivered internet from GCI. On Monday, this is last Monday, um, he uh, installed his newly arrived Starlink dish on his roof. He first tested it on the snowy ground outside his home, and he chronicled the whole thing on his YouTube video blog called Summers in Alaska. S-O-M-E-R-S, Summers in Alaska. Uh, he said that it's fast, but the signal glitched every few minutes, usually for several seconds. And he expects Starlink to improve as more satellites are deployed. And I would agree with that. That's one of the reasons why I haven't switched over yet. I've got the box down. Well, first of all, the first reason, who am I kidding? The main reason that I didn't install it yet is because I was busy putting the studio back together. But even if I had not, torn everything apart, I would still be waiting because I had already heard that, that there were, um, that there were, uh, issues with some latency and some lag, uh, that it would drop. And that is primarily because they only have about 40% of the satellites that they're supposed to have over Alaska, um, as of right now. And so there's some dips in connectivity, um, uh, but they are starting now they're using in fact, the email that I got from Starlink said freaking lasers. Uh, they're using freaking lasers. They're, they're using laser communication um, from one satellite to the next. Um, and so now they're uh, connecting to over-the-horizon satellites, and they're hoping that that will stabilize some of the things. But overall, the, uh, the service has been very, very good. Um, the cost is about $500, $600 for the actual units, the dish, the, the whole, the, the bits and pieces. And then it's $110 a month, um, which is half as much as I pay for internet here at the house. I pay, uh, I pay well over that here at the house and the connectivity is, uh, the, uh, the speeds are supposed to be better with no data caps. So that's going to be interesting to see how that runs. Now, this all comes down after the fact that the big federal stimulus bill <laughs> paid for $73 million uh, to GCI to deliver fiber cable to Bethel and several other villages. GCI is like, well, we, we do cable, cable, fiber is better. Fiber is better. The problem is you can't get fiber to many of the remote locations. And so with the state as big as we are, I mean, so the question is, did they just shoot themselves in the foot? Did they just waste? They're spending $400 million in the uh, state of Alaska. Um, and, uh, it, it's the, well, I guess upwards of 700 million in total across the countries, but 400 million of it is coming here in Alaska. So my question is, 
maybe they should have just question mark bought everybody in all these rural communities. Maybe they should have just bought everybody a Starlink unit. And uh, because this thing's going to be up and running. And apparently it's one third. Um, apparently it's just one third the cost of what it normally is in the villages for more. You get more and it's one third the cost. So it's, uh, it's, it's a little crazy. All right. Anyway, I'll stop talking about my techno babble stuff, but it's, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. So I'm looking forward to seeing how this works here in, uh, the near, the near future. All right. Uh, we gotta go. We're going to take some, uh, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we'll go over the election results. The Michael Duke Show. Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. We're broadcasting live through a series of tubes. Well, it's kind of hard to explain. Sorry. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Hey, look at that. It worked. Hello, my friends. How are you doing? I, uh, I'm tired. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh. I was upgrading the cooling on my other PC and, uh, I was going to upgrade the, anyway, I pulled the, went to pull the fan and the processor came out with the fan, which is never a good sign. I don't know. It, it, uh, it was, it was a crisis moment. Let's just put it that way. It's not good. But... I've got uh, this massive monitor. You can't even see the ends of my hands. My hands are here. Yeah, it's like I got this massive monitor that I can segment out and do different things with. Plus, I've got my other two monitors up here on top. And I've got a new high-speed PC that's not set up to do streaming or anything else. It was supposed to be part of the powerhouse of the back end. And so anyway, it, uh, there's, there was a lot of new things that I was, a lot of new things I was doing, putting more insulation in the walls on the outside of the studio. So I can't hear the fans from the computers. It actually got a lot quieter, which I enjoy. And I've got a brand new, I've got a brand new, um, mixing board, um, for, that will do a lot more things, including Bluetooth to my phone. So if I want to make phone calls out and have them hear everything as well, it's uh, it's a little, it's a, it's a good deal. It's a, I've been saving up bits and pieces for a year to put all this together. It's been, it's been slowly, but surely coming together slowly, but surely. I don't even know who Shirley is. Okay. Um, if and true, you best learn how to pronounce village names because you're going to get new viewers. Um, 
Okay. Let's see. I can't see all of the... Good morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Uh, good morning to everybody. What else you guys been talking about? You guys been verbose this morning. Okay. The poo show. <laughs> Is the election over yet? Uh... Is the Fox in and final? Yes. Um, I don't want to live in interesting times anymore. I want to be bored. Yes. It's pretty fast, said Greg. Froze up. I don't know what happened. Um, I lost internet for a second. It uh, it dropped internet. I don't know what happened. That, but that's a GCI problem. Not a, uh, not a Starlink problem. That's a GCI problem. Um, Needs to hook up that Starlink stat. Uh, okay. Finally snowing off. It's finally snowing on the coast of the Bering Sea. Oh, good. Uh, poor laptop is getting worked. Luckily, I, I, when I bought my laptop, I bought the, I bought the high-speed low-drag one. It's actually three years old, and it still kicks ass. Um... I went to his, each man posted the money the ARP gave to those candidates, and then they go to the Dems. They gave Massey a bunch. Oh, yeah, I know. They gave Massey a whole bunch of money. Um, Spade is spending money to continue to try and get internet to the remote villages. Again, that's what I thought. I mean, if the state's going to spend all this money, why not just, why not just buy every one of them a Starlink unit, and there you go. 4,000 a month library and hider internet access. 4,000 a month? That's how much the library and hider pays? Good Lord. Um, all right. Still street, still steaming about that Nick Baggage interview. Expects no responsibility for his horrible run campaign. He doesn't deserve to serve in public office. Okay. Well, here we go. We got to jump back into it. I got no ding today. It's just me and you. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense Radio. Let's do it. Hi guys, are you ready? Let's dive into this, shall we? Let's uh, talk a little bit about uh, the election results. Yeah, they were, I mean, I was anticipating this, and I'll be honest with you, uh, by four o'clock on Friday, I was still working. I was desperately trying to get out of the office and get things done so that I could come home for the weekend. I had, and I, you know, making my stops at the various, you know, stores and best buys and things like that to get the little last little bits and pieces of everything. So I, no, I did not watch the press conference. I did not watch the press conference, but I read the recap later on. I saved myself a lot of pain. Um, the overall, um, the overall 
status is I, I'm trying to decide, should I go through the, well, we'll let the chat room decide this morning. Should I go through the office by office results first, or should I just give you the bad news about the organization um, of the legislature afterwards? You tell me, uh, should I, should, which, what should I go over first? Should I go over the, should I give you the bad news or should I give you the really bad news? Um, I, I just, I, I, I'm not sure which direction to go right now. I will tell you that the, um, I will tell you that the house has no idea what they're doing yet because there is some, um, well, there's still some questions. So I guess we'll go over, uh, I guess we'll go over the overall election results. Of course, you know that governor Dunleavy, uh, eked out the uh, victory uh, without having to actually run through the rank choicing. 50.3% uh, for Dunleavy, meaning that triggered no, there was no recount. Uh, there was no, or uh, what do they call it? Immediate runoff. Uh, because he beat them, he beat everybody fair and square. 50.3% of the vote. Uh, U.S. Senator uh, Lisa Murkowski, back in office. You knew, I mean, this was... Almost inevitable. You saw the um, you saw the uh, 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 the this you saw this coming. Buzz Kelly was eliminated in round one. His three point two five percent was split um, two to one. Telly Chewbacca got about two percent. Um, Lisa Murkowski got about one percent, and uh, Pat Chesbro got about a half a percent of Buzz Kelly's votes. Apparently, people who just didn't know anything about anything, which left uh, Shabaka and Murkowski virtually tied in round two at 44.46 and 44.33%. I mean, they were within a tenth of a percentage point apart, but it was Pat Chesbro who, uh, who made the difference. She had 11% of the vote at that point and about 9% of that 11% went to Lisa Murkowski. And so Lisa comes out the winner at 53.69% to Kelly Chewbacca's 46.31. Pat Chesbro was the, um, what do we, she was the sacrificial lamb. That's what I was looking for. Sacrificial lamb. Um, who had no chance. She was a candidate that we, they knew had no chance of winning. Um, but was a good stocking horse for uh, Lisa Murkowski and allow her to scoop up all those votes. So then we move on to the um, con the congressional race, the U.S. House. Uh, in round one, Chris Bayh's votes uh, dumped over. He had almost two percent, and uh, by the time it was uh, all said and done, uh, most of those votes it looks like went to Nick Begich. Um, Nick Baggage got a chunk of them and Sarah Palin got a little bit and, uh, Mary Peltola actually ended up with about 0.4% of the vote as well. Um, so that leads us to round two where Peltola was still 49% and Palin and Baggage were duking it out with 26 and 24% apiece, which would have been 50% if they had, but you would have had to have every vote every vote go out and um 
and 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 turn over for uh from Nick Baggage to Sarah Palin. And that's not that's not how it worked. In the end, um about uh 80% of the votes went to Sarah Palin, but uh about 20% were either not filled in or voted for Mary Peltola. So when it was all said and done, Palin ended up with about uh, 19% of the, of the, or about, he, she jumped up about 19% from 26 to 45. But Peltola got about 5% more of those votes, so she ended up with 54.94%, almost 55%, to Sarah Palin's 45%, uh, a 10% differential. And Mary Peltola is the winner. All right. Um, then we move on to the Senate races. Uh, a, B, and C were all pretty much. Uh, that's Bert Stedman's race and Jesse Keel's race, and then Gary Stevens' race. Uh, all of those were decided because they they were blowouts or they had already hit that fifty percent threshold. Then we get into the um, Senate District D. This is the race that I'll be honest with you, kind of surprised me. And I don't know exactly what I don't know exactly what's going on down on the peninsula, but I am a little bit I was a little bit confused, but quite honestly, uh, this was the Tuckerman Babcock Jesse Bjorkman race, um, and I expected the Tuckerman Babcock to lead from the very beginning with this, and it just didn't happen, and. It's uh, it's been interesting. In the first round, it was forty five to Bjorkman, forty one to Tuckerman, and eleven point seven percent to Andy Sizek. Uh, and then you had some write ins, so that was first choice. Then in round one, they eliminated uh, the write ins, which was uh, now forty six forty one Bjorkman to uh, Bjorkman to Babcock, with Sizek still at eleven point seven. And then the Andy Sizek votes were counted, and uh, Tuckerman Babcock got about 5% uh, out of the 11 or 12% that Sizek had. And Jesse Bjorkman got the 8 or 9%, uh, the, the 6 or 7, whatever it is. It was 53% Bjorkman, uh, 46% Tuckerman Babcock. Uh, again, this surprised me since um, Babcock is such a well-known name and such a, a, I mean, I guess a luminary in the party in those areas. I thought this would be uh, pretty much a shoe-in at that point, but it just didn't. Uh, it just didn't. It just didn't come to fruition. Then we've got, of course, Senate District E, which is down in Anchorage, and this is the Roger Holland Kathy Geisel race. And this was all about this was all about the Democrat. This whole race was all about the Democrat in the race, Rosalind Casey. Uh, first run ins that was basically thirty three percent across the board. Each candidate had thirty three, essentially thirty three percent. Um, and when the round one elimination came in and they eliminated Casey, um, uh, Roger Holland got 10% of the Casey voters and, um, Kathy Giesel got 20% 
of the got the 20 of the 30 percent. He got one third. She got two thirds. And so she walks out at four at 56.9 percent to his 43. So a 13 point difference. And this was all all the Democratic votes. Uh, and I'm going to get a little bit into some of her commentary later on. She made a comment that just my, my eyeballs, just blood almost shot out of my eyeballs when I read this, these results. We'll get, we'll come back to that later here, uh, in a little bit. Ranked choice voting results for Senate district N, which was another contentious district. This one was out in the, um, uh, this one was out in the Valley. All the other, all the other races, by the way, uh, between, I just said, I went, I jumped from district E to district N. All the other races were decided in the, um, in the, uh, in the first round. Essentially there was no runoff. There was no ranked choice because each one of the candidates, James Kaufman, 54 to 45 to Janice Park, L.V. Gray Jackson, 56 to 43, Saunders Markers, uh, Marcus, uh, Matt Clayman, 51.9 to Mia Costello's 47.8, Toby Loken, 66.4 to Heather Herndon's, uh, 32, um, Forrest Dunbar, 50% vote. He beat Satterfield and a uh, guarantor, uh, Willikowski, uh, he beats Cunningham, uh, 58 to 41. Uh, Kelly Merrick beats Ken McCarty 57 to 41. Okay. Um, Shelly Hughes, she beats uh, Jim Cooper 75 to 24. And now we're to District N, which is the um, district out in the Valley. Um, and uh, it was David Wilson, Stephen Wright, and Scott Clayton, all Republicans battling it out. Um, and, uh, this was, I used to be in David Wilson's district and now I'm in Mike Showers district. So, um, I would have, I would have had a hard time voting in this election because there was not a candidate here that I really, really liked, uh, quite honestly. But in the first round, it was 44.4% for Wilson, 28.9 for Stephen Wright and 25.3 for Scott Clayton. Um, when he got to the first rounds of elimination, um, uh, uh, Scott, uh, Scott Clayton's votes, uh, he got, uh, about 10% of his 25% went to Stephen Wright and the remaining 15% went up to, uh, David Wilson. So David Wilson comes away as the winner at 58.7% to 41.30%. I will say that ranked choice voting, one thing that I'm noticing here as we go through the ranked choice is that the percentages of uh, the win percentages are much higher if it actually goes through the ranking, if it actually goes through the immediate runoff, that the that the margins are much higher than you're seeing in some of the other races. And in any other race where it's a win, they eke it out. It's uh, it's a whole different thing. All right. Well, we're coming up on the break here and I've got through the that was the Senate. Uh, a lot of the Senate seats. Um, let me just go through real quick here. Oh, was Mike Shower? He beat it out in the thing, fifty-one percent. Kawasaki, fifty-one percent to Mather, at least forty-two. Uh, Rob Myers, sixty-two percent against his candidate, his uh, opponents. Uh, Click Bishop, fifty-six percent to Elijah Verhagen's twenty-seven, and Senate District S. Lyman Hoffman, sixty-four percent against Willie Keppel, our own Willie Keppel, which is unfortunate. I would hope that Willie had done better. 
but that is uh, pretty much uh, the uh, the majority of the Senate seats. Uh, and now we're going to move on to the House districts. But before we do that, I've got to take a quick break and we will return. There you go. In just a minute. Don't go anywhere. The Michael Duke Show. Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. We'll be back with more in just a moment. Don't go anywhere. Our light, our guide, and our trusted friend. I used to have the box on my desk. There's a little box here. This is the hello. I'm not used to. I'm not used to this low-profile microphone yet. Um, I got a anyway. There's a little box on my desk. This is what sends everything to commercial. I got commercial break here, and then this is the liner notes. And this is the, so anyway. I got all these different things. It used to be sitting on my desk, and I'd have to hunt for it, make sure I'm pushing the right button. And I don't know. I kind of like it. I got it sitting just hanging right here on the wall just reach over and i go look is this the button that's the button i just mash it uh so that's pretty cool um all right and i got a text message to make sure uh uh okay so all right all right okay so um, let's go over and see what you guys have been talking about. Uh, okay. Uh, any ACP, I'm sorry, I'm going backwards now. Um, wow. You guys got real chatty there real quick. It doesn't make sense. Um, the cheat was in, um, good morning. Good morning. Uh, it would be interesting to see Dunleavy's numbers after ranked choice voting anyway. They will do a breakdown, Tawny. I know that that's going to be coming out later, that we will get a chance to see what the second choice votes were for other people. At least that's my understanding of it. So we'll see. Why did DC Republic, why did, D, why did Republicans choose a 20 year DC bureaucrat to try and replace Murkowski? Um, she found her cringy. I, I like Kelly. I think Kelly was pretty sharp cookie, but you know, we'll see. Um, uh, with the binding caucus in the Senate, we haven't got to that part yet, but we're going to get there. Got to go. Depressing as hex is Jimmy. <laughs> All right. Um, my name is covering the block that has your website in the bottom. Uh, oh, my name. Thank you. I'm sorry. I forgot to turn that off. I appreciate that. Thank you, uh, Eskimo Libertarian. Um, there's a petition for repealing ranked choice voting. Have you seen the commercials touting how great and easy RCV went in Alaska? Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be tough. Um, um, okay. Um, how many years... NEA, uh, NEA supported Bjorkman and Ruffridge with the Machikis in their corner. Yeah, I knew that. Machiki definitely did not want to have. Yeah. 
Um, Bjorkman ran on defined benefits for teachers and was backed and endorsed by the teachers and their unions. Yep. Zombie, uh, see death, cool, 12th man, Bjorkman. So, so somebody's on YouTube. So is this, is this like Howard Stern? No, this is nothing like Howard Stern. Oh, wait, where are the midgets and the strippers? I don't know. They won't fit in the studio. So yeah, it's not like, not like, uh, not like Howard Stern. Um, Laura says Babcock is not a nice person in her opinion. Okay. Um, let's see. Kaufman sold out for some piddly chair assignment. That's the truth. That is the truth. It's definitely not Howard Stern. Um, let's see. Uh, at least we still got Mike shower. Yes. Yes. Yes, we did. Uh, what's wrong with the people in Fairbanks says Sandy. And I'm assuming she's talking about the click Bishop race. That is a good question. No relation to David Duke, by the way. No, no relation to David Duke, because my last name is Dukes with an S. But I could see how you might be confused. Um, let's see. Uh, good morning. Good morning. Good morning to Leon and to Nuclear. 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 Love it. Um, tell me why I don't like Mondays. Oh, I could say. Um, do I ever play Santa Claus? I have played Santa Claus in the past. Um, welcome, welcome, welcome. Okay. It's all good. It's all good. All right, folks. Well, we are about 60 seconds away from rejoining the radio and doing our thing there. Don't forget to like and subscribe, ring the bell on YouTube, and do all the YouTube things. And of course, like and follow the show page on Facebook. And if you're on Twitch, just hit follow on Twitch. Let's just do that. Man, we're there. We're it's it's good. It's all good. It's all good. 30 seconds out right now. All right. Well, there you go. I feel pretty good about, uh, feel pretty, I'm, I'm a little bit more calm. Last night I went to bed. I was a little amped up because I was worried about this morning because I got, you can't see it, but half the studio is put together with bandages and duct tape. And, uh, but I mean, the other half is, uh, pretty good. The other half is pretty good. I got that brand new Samsung G9 monitor right here in front of me. It's like, I'm in control of everything. And Annette Funicello. I mean, just doesn't it remind you of like the surf race thing? That's that's good stuff. All right, my friends. Uh, welcome back to the uh, program. It is the Michael Duke Show. And we are broadcasting live across the state of Alaska on this, your favorite radio station and or FM translator. And of course, live around the world 
at michaeldukeshow.com, where the only the audio-only live stream is, and of course on uh, Facebook and Twitch and YouTube. Special welcome out to all the YouTube folks that are showing up this morning, Spicy Peach and Leon and Nuclear and many others who have showed up. Thank you for coming in and joining us this morning. We are Alaskan News. That's what we talk about, Alaskan News. And unfortunately, we're down into the politics. Oh, God, the politics. I just... Uh, we're still doing post-election wrap-up. I mean, election day was 20 days ago, and we're still into the post-election wrap-up because of our stupid ranked choice voting situation. Stupid. Stupid. Uh, and we were just finishing up here talking about the, uh, we were just finishing up talking about the, uh, house races or Senate races, and now we're going to get into the house races. Okay. Prepare, prepare yourself. Um, all right. So the first uh, 10 seats are pretty simple. Uh, Ortiz takes it at 52% for District 1. Uh, Rebecca Hemshoot, uh, the nonpartisan, takes it for District 2 at 58%. Andrea Story ran unopposed in District 3. Sarah Hannon in District 4, 79%. Louise Stutes versus Benjamin Vincent. Oh. Just I, I'd hope that this would be a little bit different, uh, but 61% for Louise Stutes. Sarah Vance versus Louis Flora and Ginger Bryant takes it 52% for Sarah Vance. None of these ended up going to any kind of ranked choice voting immediate runoff. Uh, Justin Ruffridge beats Ron Gillum 52% to Ron Gillum's 46 Again, this was the other race. Um, I, was pre- I was pretty sure that uh, in the on the peninsula, that um, that uh, Ron Gillum and uh, Tuckerman Babcock were were solid, but I don't know what is something, is something changing on the peninsula. Do I have to revoke your guys's red card? Is that what's going on down there? I don't know. Uh, ben Carpenter, ninety six point six percent ran on a post. Good job. Uh, Laddie Shaw took on David Schaff, 54% for Laddie Shaw. And then Craig Johnson uh, for the new seat in District 10 versus Carolyn Storm and Mike Insolaco, uh, 51% for Craig Johnson. And now we reach District 11, which is the, uh, this was a pretty hotly, I'm still getting used to this microphone. I apologize. It's right here in my face. Um, this is a pretty hotly contested um race uh with Ross Beeling, a pretty well-known um right-wing Republican, uh Walter Featherly, the nonpartisan, and Julie Columbia, uh, who was also a Republican. Uh and this was down to the wire. Uh in the first round, uh with write-ins and everything eliminated, uh it was Walter Featherly at 45% and Julie Columbia at 39%, with Ross Beeling holding 15% of the votes. Um, and then when the round one elimination took place, um, that 15% that Ross Beeling had was sliced up. Two thirds went to Julie Columbia and one third went to Walter Featherly and she eked out a victory 50.76% versus 49.24% for, uh, uh, for Walter Featherly. So, uh, good job for district, uh, 11. Uh, District 12 was Calvin Schrege versus uh, Jay McDonald. That was 59% to Schrege. 
Andy Josephson versus Kathy Hensley. This was uh, a little bit tighter, but not much. 52% to 47. Andy Josephson wins the day. Uh, and then in the new district, Elise Galvin, the was she a two-time two-time opponent to Don Young in the uh, congressional race? She 66.9% to Nicholas Danger. Danger zone. I mean, Nicholas Danger. Come on, man. With a name like that, you ought to have done danger zone. Uh, anyway, uh, so Nicholas Danger, 32%. Uh, Elise Galvin, 66.9%. Uh, then we get up to the other race, which is in House District 15. This quite possibly was the closest race in the state. Um, I, I'll look back in, the, uh, in one of the other stories, but I think he only is ahead right now. So after their first round and they eliminate the write-ins, 46% for Denny Wells, uh, 39% for Tom McKay, and then David Eichbeck uh, was at 14%. Um, and so <laughs> when it's all said and done, um, McKay got about 11% of the 14% from Eichbeck and the other 3.5% went to Denny Wells. But my understanding for McKay to win at 50.03% to 49.9, you couldn't get, my understanding that's four votes is what that is right now. And again, these are all unofficial results. Uh, they will not be, they will not be certified until tomorrow. Uh, and then the challenges will come out, the demands for recounts. Uh, Denny Wells has already said that he will demand a recount once this is certified. Four votes. Oh, oh, baby. Uh, but Tom McKay, as of right now, is in. This is one of the reasons why the House is having a hard time um, coming together. Uh, Jennifer Armstrong beats Liz Vasquez 55 to 44. Uh, Zach Fields beats Harriet Drummonds 55 to uh, 55 to 41. Uh, and then we get over to rank to number 18, which is David Nelson, Cliff Grow, and Lynn Franks. This looked real good for David Nelson in round one. He was 10 points ahead, almost eight and eight, nine, 10 points ahead. But of course you had two Democrats, Cliff Grow and Lynn Franks, um, who were, uh, together combined total had 55% of the vote. Uh, the final round, Cliff Grow comes out at 51.99% to 48% for David Nelson. I don't know if there's going to be a challenge uh, in there or not. I have no idea at this point. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Geneva, uh, uh, Genevieve Mina versus Russell Wyatt. She comes out 74%. And Andrew Gray comes out at 54%. Uh, the apparent winner in his district. He was an interesting interview. We interviewed him a few weeks ago. All right, that's the first half of the House seats. Man, I didn't think this was going to take this long, uh, but it is. It's taken some time, and uh, we'll have to come back to it and uh, continue because that's what the chat room demanded, was that we talk about this first, and then we'll talk about the organization. Hint, hint, the new organization in the Senate includes the binding caucus it just this is the creature that will not die this is the this is the idea that is so evil 
evil. The ageist will not die. I, I just, I don't understand. All right, uh, we're going to continue here in just a moment. The Michael Duke Show, common sense, liberty based, free thinking radio. We got more coming up in hour two, and we will open up the phone lines to your calls at that point as well. And we'll see what you guys have to say. And maybe we can talk about what your weekend was like too. I don't know. We'll continue the Michael Duke Show. Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Don't forget to come out and like us on Facebook and YouTube. And, uh, of course, pick up the podcast on Spotify. Back with more after this. man what a hot 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 mess yeah that's the question is uh there are two lawsuits uh brian uh just said assuming the suit challenging armstrong's eligibility fails that is going to come up that's why tomorrow is important uh with the certification is because they are there are two lawsuits um uh, two lawsuits, one against uh, David Eastman for his eligibility because of his uh, membership, uh, his lifetime membership to Oath Keepers. And the second one was the eligibility for Armstrong due to residency. And so those are two seats that are going to be up in the air. And those challenges, I guarantee you, those legal challenges will come down in uh, just a hot minute. The second that the certification comes down, that's going to be the first thing. Um, okay, uh, let's see. How big is your G9 monitor? 49 inches. Um, I mean, seriously. It's, I have two inches of breathing room on each side of this room. This room is 54 inches long. Is 54 inches from side to side. This is a small room. Um, but yeah, it pretty much, I had to take a tape measure to make sure it would all fit before I ordered it. But it is making a huge, I got to be honest with you, it's making a huge difference already. And this is just the scab together version of what's going on. Um, okay. Uh, you glad you finally got rid of the bell. Well, I only got rid of the bell because I don't have my timer program on my computer. On this laptop. Um, so, oh my goodness, you were clear as a bell today. You did good. Well, I I mean, I, I worked some stuff around and everything else, but... <clears throat> um, uh, okay. I see there's a lot of discussion on YouTube of things that I don't understand. The PFD is going to disappear this year. That's my prediction. The thieves know that they have one more ranked choice election to cover their political butt over the elimination of the PFD. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens there. Uh, um, all right. 
Uh, we all know, we, you know, we all know the election results, so it's time to nap until the so-called Senate organization is the topic. Well, not everybody does know, Harold. I mean, you may know, and I knew because I read about it, but some people wait for me to read it to them. That's just how it works. That's that's the news. That's how it works. Dozer's going to be cranky, says Craig. <laughs> Agreed. Reading these news is not uh, reading these results is not good news. Sad way to start the morning. Oh yeah. All right. Um, I'm an off and Donnie also Bill W are in finance. Isn't that the majority of Democrats in finance? Oh yeah. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a hot mess. So finance is gonna be messy. All right. Um, uh, let's see. I'm jealous of your new screens. Well, I got the old screens and the new screens. Um, and once everything is up and working, I'll be able to see everything. Everything. I'll see it all. Um, I'm getting a 24-inch Samsung curved monitor to watch YouTube live shows on. I can wirelessly stream it to a smart TV with my phone. It'll be so much nicer. Yeah, no, I mean, they have a deal down at Costco right now where they've got the 32, 31-inch, 31-inch, 30-inch Samsung curved monitors for $179. We <laughs> bought, got some for the station in Fairbanks. They got, uh, somebody's monitors died and they got him some new monitors and they were like, they were cheaper than anything else. I mean, you put them side by side, and that's bigger than what I got here. And they're frameless, so they've got almost no border. I mean, it's killer. Killer! Oh, all right. Um, What else here? Laura says, told my son last night, no reason to fret until America turns it all around. Turns it around, all we can do is hunker down and watch out for your own. We've got issue here, but it's better than in the lower 48. I would agree with that. I think it's better than in the lower 48. And uh, I've felt that way for a long time, Laura, that, you know, we can't, I'm not worried about the national issues. I'm worried about the local issues because those are the issues that I can make a difference on. Can't make a, you can't make a hill of beans difference on the national issues. You know, I just do, just do, just do what you can do for your family, for your local communities and everything else. Um, we should take up a collection and send Shower Hughes and Myers some ukuleles. Uh, you know what? That'd probably be a good use of their time. That's what it's all about. Uh, all right. They're going to have plenty of time to learn how to play. All right, my friends, we are one minute out from returning to the radio. And so we'll, uh, get all this... Uh, get all this done here, um, and we'll get uh, we'll get started again. Don't forget to like and subscribe. If you're on Facebook right now, might I suggest that you go over to YouTube for just a minute and um, like and subscribe, uh, like and subscribe there, and ring the bell because uh, I'm trying to get to my I'm trying to get to that magical thousand subscribers mark i'm at 387 trying to get to that magical subscribers mark and if you do that you would be doing me a huge favor yeah just a huge favor here we go the michael duke show common sense liberty-based free thinking radio like a chair like a chair like a chair 
Whoa, buddy. Put that thing back in its holster. We haven't gone anywhere. I don't understand. Check out the MichaelDukesShow.com for information on how to get access to the podcast. The, the Michael Dukes Show. The greed and the entitlement is astounding to me. What more could you want from a low-budget radio program? This is a dumpster fire. That was just BS. It is time to get a new perspective. We know just what you need, and we've got just the cure. Open wide and prepare for a steaming hot cup of freedom. I just don't fathom it. The Michael Dukes Show, streaming live across the world. Yep, across the world on the internet. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> across the world on the internet, MichaelDukesShow.com, where you'll find links to the audio-only uh, live stream, to all of our uh, social media links where we broadcast the show, simulcast the show on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch every morning. And, of course, links to the podcast, which is available wherever great podcasts are sold or given away for free. CastBox, Stitcher, uh, you know, iTunes, go Google, and, of course, my favorite, Spotify. Uh, that's where you can find the podcast each and every morning. And, of course, we are also broadcasting on regular old terrestrial radio across the state of Alaska on this, your favorite radio station and or FM Translator. Uh, I want to remind you that this hour of the program is being brought to you by your friends at Satellite West. No matter where you are in the state, Anaktuvik to Adak to Adigan Pass to uh, uh, Alieska to all of the A-words out there in the state, no matter where you are, if you want to stay connected, they've got the device for you, whether it's a uh, Iridium satellite phone. To make phone calls, whether it's a, a bivy stick to be able to send text messages and uh, stay connected, uh, whatever it is. You need email, you need internet, you need uh, text messaging, and you need phone calls. Oh, yeah. They've got you covered over there at Satellite West. Find out more about them at SatelliteWest.com. Okay. Um, for those of you just joining us, we've been uh, dissecting at great length, unfortunately, the uh, election results that were announced last Wednesday because we've been on vacation for four days. And so uh, I don't want to spend a whole lot more time on this because I want to get to the organizational component. Uh, I'm just going to work. I'm just going to give you the races that were contentious. How about that? I'm just going to go into the races that were the ones that were just won outright. It just doesn't it just don't even matter. Um, <clears throat> but we're going to get to the ones like house district 28. That's the Valley district, uh, with Jesse Sumner and Steve Menard and, uh, Rachel Allen and Jessica Wright. Um, those, uh, that, uh, race went actually the full three rounds of ranked choice voting. Um, in the beginning, 37% for Sumner, 26% for Menard, 21% for Rachel Allen and 14% for Jessica Wright. Uh, right was eliminated. Those votes are redistributed, uh, 26% for, uh, for Allen, uh, 30% for Bernard and 43% for Sumner. And then, uh, then Rachel Allen was eliminated and Jesse Sumner comes away with 61.82% 
of the vote. Now, he is a David Eastman uh, ally, so it'll be interesting to see what that means in the makeup of the of the House majority. Excuse me. Okay. Had a little hitch in my get-along there. Uh, House District 30, uh, that's my district out here on Kanikus Bay Road off the uh, off the Kanik Arm in uh, southern Matsu. Uh, House District 30, Kevin McCabe, Doyle Holmes, and Joy Mendiola. Uh, first round come through. They eliminated all the write-ins, 45 for McCabe, 34 for Holmes, and 20 for Mindiola, this was going to be the questionable on who got what. Uh, in the long run, though, uh, they pretty much split Mindiola's votes. Her 20% uh, went 10% to Holmes and 10% to McCabe. Kevin McCabe going back to the state house, 55.99% as the winner over Doyle Holmes. I couldn't be happier than that. In the interior, up in Fairbanks, House District 31, uh, this was the Maxine Dibbert, uh, Bart LeBon, Kelly Nash race. Um, and I thought this was going to be a little, uh, uh, I th- well, I don't know. I thought it was going to be a little closer in the end. Um, round one, after the write-ins were eliminated, Maxine Dibbert was ahead at 48.95%, Bart LeBon at 29.47%, and Kelly Nash at 21.57%. I would have thought that more of uh, the votes would have gone to. Um, uh, I thought would have thought that more of Kelly Nash's votes would have gone to Bart LeBon uh, as a second choice vote. Instead, uh, what we ended up with was only about two thirds of her votes went to Bart LeBon. The other five percent, apparently. Or uh, I we we don't know. I'm just estimating it here off the screen. But she had 20 percent of the overall vote, and Bart LeBon's vote count only went up by 15 percent. So I can only make the assumption that uh, either that or they bullet voted, and the remainder, uh, the remaining number of votes, uh, whittled it down 55 percent for Maxine Dibbert uh, when it was all said and done. Uh, and then the final big race in the interior, one that I am so happy about, was Frank Tomaszewski versus Greyer Hopkins versus Nate DeMars, two Republicans versus Greyer Hopkins. You know usually this was not going to end well, but in the beginning, in round one, after the write-ins were eliminated, Tomaszewski was at 48, almost 49%. Hopkins was at 43. Nate DeMars was at almost 8%. After they eliminated DeMars, 55% for Tomaszewski, 44% for Greyer Hopkins. Tomaszewski is going to the House. All right, so that was the general election. Now, uh, let's talk about, that was the bad news. There was some good news mixed in there. There was some good news mixed in there. Here's the bad, bad news. So they announced on um, on Friday that uh, the Senate got together and they have decided to uh, form a bipartisan majority. There were 11 Republicans and nine Democrats that were elected to the Senate. That's 20, right? 11 and nine. But instead of forming a coalition with their fellow Republicans, 
eight of those Republicans decided to go hat in hand over to the nine Democrats and form a bipartisan coalition. Now, interestingly enough, the Democrats, oh, earthquake, uh, the Democrats um, gained two seats in the uh, state Senate in this last election cycle. They gained two seats. So they went from seven to nine. And uh, so that that was the that was the first thing. They had a pretty good they had a pretty good run. But now this coalition will bring together 17 senators. That's what the majority is going to be made up of out of 20, 17 senators, leaving three right wing. This is what the ADN calls them right wing Republicans in the minority. Those three right wing Republicans, by the way. Shelley Hughes, Mike Schauer, Rob Myers. Those three right-wing Republicans will be put into the penalty box in the minority and told to go sit in the corner and do nothing. Kodiak Republican Gary Stevens is going to serve as the Senate president. Stevens called the 17-member caucus a, quote, very healthy majority. And then said that they had found a way to share responsibilities uh, with, they found a way to share responsibilities. Uh, The headline over at Must Read is, Senate Democrats rule nine committees. Republicans get just five as the Democrat majority takes shape. (laughs) That's the sharing of responsibilities. We've shared, we've sharing responsibilities. Um, Shelley Hughes was quoted in a statement on Friday, said that she had proposed forming a Republican controlled majority and reached out to all of her Republican colleagues, but only one responded to quote, convey that they were not interested. Hughes said that she believed that since the majority of Alaskans voted for a Republican candidate, they are voting for a right of center majority. But members of the newly formed coalition said that they heard the message differently. Kathy Giesel said, all the members of this caucus are responding to what we heard from Alaskans. The message, the one message that came through loud and clear is that Alaskans are looking for people in the legislature who will work together to get something done, to get those important things done that Alaskans are waiting to have accomplished. What we really want done is we really want the PFD issue settled. I mean, that's really what we want. Um, Stevens uh, said his decision to join a bipartisan coalition was, quote, a recognition of the reality that the last four years, uh, uh, excuse me, a recognition of the reality of the last four years. In those years, including the most recent legislative session, several Republicans voted against the budget proposal and a majority of Republicans relied on Democrats to pass a spending plan. This is where they talk about the bipartisan and where they talk about the binding caucus. This is where it is. He was really mad, Gary Stevens, was very mad that Republicans voted against the budget. That really got his goat. All members of the Biden caucus will be required to vote in favor of the budget, as has been the rule in the past. 
And Stephen says, like past bipartisan organizations, we'll be working in the middle, not the far left or the far right. Nothing will happen without 11 members of this caucus agreeing that someone someone would go to the floor. Which we know is not true because that Giesel, she could kill and move and the, oh, this is so much pushwa, so much bull. Anyway, uh, it, it goes on to talk about, um, it means if all Democrats or all Republicans in the single 17 member caucus get together on a single issue, it would not advance without the support of some of the members of the opposing party. Now, <clears throat> when asked about the size of the permanent fund dividend, which has, of course, been the stickiest wicket that we have going on, uh, Stevens admitted that there isn't an agreement on the dividend among members of the newly formed caucus. He said, we're all committed to the largest dividend we can afford. <laughs> the leftover dividend. Forget about the law. Forget about the law. Who needs the law? Forget about the law. That means nothing. It's the biggest dividend that we can afford. Okay. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll deal with that. That'll be fine. The biggest dividend that we can afford. Uh, <clears throat> that is, uh, that's just, that's just painful. Uh, but we knew it was coming, right? I mean, this is code. The biggest dividend you can afford is what we call the leftover dividend. That's the biggest dividend that you can afford. Um, anyway, uh, he said, uh, we're all committed to the largest dividend that we can afford. But we also know that there are state services that are critical to Alaskans. Education probably comes to the forefront of our thoughts. So all of that has to be weighed out, said Giesel. So, so you could see it again. They're already, they are already talking about how they're going to sacrifice the PFD on the altar of education. You could see it. Education's going to be the priority. And then you get into all the, uh, then you get into all the, uh, the assignments for, <clears throat> uh, for the various committees. And as I said, the headline over at Must Read said, Senate Democrats rule nine committees, Republicans get just five. And we'll talk about some of those details here. But the House, the House is going to have a hard time. House is not going to be able to uh, to make a decision on things because it looks like it's going to be just a 21, uh, a 21 uh, member majority. Um, and so they're going to have to wait for these court cases to come out and do whatever. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be a hot mess. It's going to be a hot, hot mess. And so we'll have to see, we'll have to see what happens. All right. We're up against the break. We'll finish with those discussions and then we're going to open up the phone lines for your thoughts as well. And I'll give you some of mine as to what we're talking about. The Michael Duke Show. Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Back with more right after this. We're broadcasting live through a series of tubes. Allowing all of these entities to provide streaming stuff going on on the the, the internet. Well, it's kind of hard to explain. Sorry. 
Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Okay. <clears throat> hey, it was, uh, I don't know. It crashed. It's GCI, man. These guys are. I've never had a problem until the last two weeks. Throughout the show at one point, every time there's some kind of problem. Some kind of problem. Every time. And it's been the last, like I said, it's been the last two weeks. Um, going backwards here. Senate is already organized. Yep, Senate's already organized. Uh, okay. Uh, I, I like what Gordon said here. I wanted to post this. Local issues actually affect national issues. And that's where I, but that's where my focus has been, Gordon. That's why I've been telling listeners for the last four years, stop focusing so much on the national issues because one, you can't affect it directly and it's frustrating as hell. And two, it's like the wizard of Oz. It's the guy behind the curtain. This is what they're distracting you with when you what you should be focusing on is what's going on in your local communities, because those local issues, they do trickle up. They do trickle up. We should be focusing on local issues. That's what makes the difference. <clears throat> anyway, thank you, Gordon, for that. Um, um Chuck Saylor, we have to keep fighting. We have to vote because Chuck said, if I ever feel like I should vote, I think I'll just buy a lottery ticket instead. <clears throat> yeah. Um, all right. Let's see. Terry, let's see, we got two years of the GOP. Uh, everyone needs to get involved. We have to change leadership. Um, did you Hopkins commercials? What? Tim was like, what? I don't, Tim, I don't know what that means. Did you Hopkins commercials? I don't know what that means. You'll have to, you'll have to explain it to me. Um, wasn't the binding caucus deemed illegal, <clears throat> said Rick. In his research, Mike Showers found a couple of states that had banned it, found that they found the practice unconstitutional and illegal. We haven't had that decision here in the state. Sounds like Mike Showers is going to have some time on his hands as a member of the minority. Maybe he should take this up and um, and take it up to uh, uh, take it up to the uh, to the courts and and show that it's illegal. Um, you forgot them wearing the dunce hat. Um, the next election in Soldat, and remember, it's now acceptable to stand at the entrance of the library where you vote and campaign as Ruffridge and his wife did with no consequences. What? They're supposed to be like 200 feet away from any polling location. Um, okay, frozen, 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 frozen. Uh, I should be good. Uh, you're back. Okay. There we go. Where's Shower? We need him on here screaming. Oh, I imagine Wednesday should be a barn burner of a show. Barn burner of the show. Uh, please support a recount in Geisel's district. Casey lost round one by only 0.15% of the votes. 
She did? Let me go back and look. Um, you're not wrong, but I don't know. Well, it'd be interesting to see. Does that mean you rock, you, you knock Roger Holland out? I'd have to do the, I'd have to do the math on that one. Uh, this is uh care cliff talking about that. We'll have to come through here. Um, did I miss the discussion about Lisa? Yeah, we we talk we talked about her early on in the uh, uh, we talked about her early on. All right, we're fifteen seconds out. Time to jump back into it. The Michael Duke Show, Common Chance, Liberty Base, Free Thinking Radio. Like and share the show. Let's get to it. Here we go. All right, welcome back to the program. Oh, man. So the Senate Democrats uh, have taken and now rule nine committees in the Senate. Republicans are just getting five. In fact, the Democrats were patting themselves on the back on Twitter about making all the gains and getting all the stuff that they got. In finance, Bert Stedman is the only Republican... (laughs) In the chair position, uh, Stedman and then Lyman Hoffman and Donnie Olson, the two Democrats. Rules chair is Wilikowski. Legislative council chair is L.B. Gray Jackson. The health and social services, well, we did get Senate uh, 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 Senator David Wilson and Senator-elect James Kaufman as the chairs and co-chairs. Matt Clayman is back on Judiciary uh, Resources, Click Bishop, and Kathy Giesel. Oh, that'll be fun. State Affairs, Scott Kawasaki. Community and Regional Affairs, Forrest Dunbar. Labor and Commerce, Jesse Bjorkman. Transportation, Bill Wilikowski. And Education, oh man, Loki Tobin. And then Senator Click Bishop is going to serve as the Majority Whip. Senate Majority, nine Democrats, eight Republicans. Oof. Senator Shelley Hughes, Mike Schauer, and Rob Myers serving in the three-person minority. That might be quite possibly one of the smallest minorities that I think we've seen in quite a while in the Senate. Uh, And like I was saying during the break to the uh, folks there in the uh, chat room, I'm interested to see what Mike Shower is going to have to say on Wednesday. Because at this point, you're in the minority. You're a three-person minority. What, I mean, there's nothing to be afraid of, right? I mean, he could come on and basically just give it, give tell us like it is. Just tell us like it is. And uh, <clears throat> now's the time for you to do that as well. Come on in. Tell it like it is. 
907-378-9. No, excuse me. 907-433-3150. If you would like to sound off, um, I'd love to have you uh, do it right now. I've got the uh, phone lines open, and we are ready to rock and roll. What are your thoughts on what came down? What are your thoughts, uh, you know, in what in what happened and what is happening inside the uh, inside the legislature, and what are you expecting to what are you expecting to come about here in the next? Uh, in the next session. Are you expecting anything good? Question mark? G- good question mark? Or is it going to be more of the same? Or are they just going to ramrod pretty much everything that they've wanted? I mean, you could see the handwriting on the wall already. Talking about the uh, PFD and it's like, oh, it's the largest PFD we can afford. But, you know, education, that's important. I mean, even though we've spent ever-increasing amounts on education over the last 20 years in this state, and still we have the lowest scholastic scores in the nation. I mean, no big deal. Don't worry about it. But we, we we should spend more on education because it's for the children. It's for the children. I mean, wow. Wow. So I want to hear what you guys have to say. I mean, and look, look, all these people are emboldened, right? I mean, starting off with Lisa Murkowski. I mean, Lisa Murkowski, she was, I mean, she was probably a little nervous early on before the whole rank choice voting thing uh, came down <clears throat> because it was so close in, uh, you know, the, she knew she was running into some serious trouble. She'd been censured by the uh, state party. She'd been asked not to run as a Republican. I mean, just the yada, yada, yada. She knew it was going to be tough. And yet with rank choice voting, she's able to skate on in. Look at the races that uh, were able to come about uh, due to ranked choice voting. Races that in the past they would have failed. Um, I think Murkowski is the prime candidate here. Uh, Peltola is another one. I don't think Peltola would have won. Well, I think there was. I think there's some more factors there. But I think that it was uh, pretty obvious here that Peltola uh, benefited from that. Um, the Kathy Geisel, Roger Holland race for sure. There wouldn't have been two Republicans running against each other from the very beginning. And even I think the rank, the district D race, the Jesse Bjorkman and the, and the Tuckerman Babcock, I'm not sure <clears throat> that, um, Bjorkman would have survived a Republican primary. But we can just go down these races over and over and over again and look at all the times that they've got, you know, Republicans basically squaring off against each other. District 11, Columbia and Ross Beeling. District 15, Tom McKay and David Ibeck. Uh, And even in uh, House District 11, or uh, 18 rather, which was the, the district that David Nelson was in, they redistricted it to include much of North Anchorage. 
And you got two Democrats that were, you know, fighting against each other with one of the Democrats eventually winning. Um, that may have been a closer race or maybe some other independent would have come. I just I just don't know. But I'm looking at all these races where you're running two Republicans against each other, McCabe and Holmes, LeBon and Nash, Tomaszewski and, and DeMars. This ranked choice voting thing, I guess it's working as advertised. As advertised, they were trying to get more, more moderate candidates in there. And if by more moderate candidates, you mean candidates that are willing to spend then that's i think that's what you got right i mean that's what we're looking for look again i'm i'm just i'm going to quote i don't i don't want to i don't want to th- but i'm just going to quote here what what uh she said Kathy Geisel who is going to be the oh what's Geisel going to be uh she is the majority leader she is the senate majority leader um <clears throat> uh is what the the situation after after Gary Stevens is going to be the president. She said, when asked about the dividend, we are all committed to the largest dividend that we can afford. But we also know that there are state services that are critical to Alaskans. Well, that is like the most education probably comes to the forefront of our thoughts. So all of that has to be weighed up. So you can already see it. They're already talking about Education. They're already talking about it. Speaking of Kathy Geisel quotes. Speaking of Kathy Geisel quotes. Um, in the article in the ADN, <clears throat> talking about uh, uh, talking about the uh, uh, the the struggles with getting a majority into the House. They uh, they had some different because of the, because of something. Oh, I guess I didn't really talk about that too. So w- w- what they're going to have is they're going to have a struggle in the house right now because there are basically three seats that are a question mark. Um, you have two seats that are in question because they have legal challenges, and then you've got the Tom McKay seat which is 0.04%. McKay is basically in the unofficial final results, 0.04% ahead, which is like four votes. And that is going to lead to a, it's going to trigger a recount. Um, So you got three seats. You got McKay's seat, which is going to be recounted, may or may not hold. You've got the Eastman seat where they're challenging his eligibility based on the fact that 10 or 12 years ago he he joined, he bought a lifetime membership to Oath Keepers. And then you've got the Jennifer Armstrong um, eligibility question on to whether or not she was even a resident or eligible for her residency to be able to actually run for office. So those three seats are going to be a giant question mark. Uh, going into or, you know, starting after tomorrow's certification of the election. So that this is the questions that were coming up. Anyway, they they quote uh, Kathy Geisel in here. And I just got to say, this is w- one of the most irritating things I've ever seen. Kathy Geisel 
um, where they're talking about how the redistricting process and the ranked choice voting and everything else. And they say, talking about one such race was an Anchorage Senate district where former Senate President Kathy Geisel won a three-way, a three-way race against Democrat Rosalind Casey and incumbent Roger Holland, who beat Geisel handily in a 2020 primary with a right-wing platform. Kathy Geisel's comment on the Wednesday about the uh, results of her race was, it shows that Alaskans are really looking for folks that support civic engagement and ethical leadership over divisive partisan politics. Ethical leadership. Kathy Geisel using the term ethical leadership Probably one of the most insulting things I've ever seen, especially I'm going to, I mean, I'll be asking Mike shower about this comment for sure, because of the promises that were made when she was the leader and things that were done when she was the leader talking about ethical leadership. She said, I hopeful, I'm hopeful that Republicans will look at these election results and realize that these extreme positions extreme positions, you know, like living within our budgets and not overspending and finalizing and fixing the PFD issue, those extreme positions. I'm hoping that Republicans will look at these election results and realize that these extreme positions are not healthy and it's not what Alaskans are looking for. Let's go over to the phones and see what you have to say. 907-433-3150. Good morning, caller. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Um, this is Bonnie in North Pole. Hello, Bonnie. What's on your mind? Yes, I predict taxes by the Democrats. Less money for our dividends. And Miss Murkowski, she'll just be a wonderful thing. I wonder what kind of gift she's going to give us. And we got more taxes brought to you by Miss Murkowski. And um, I'm so disgusted with her. I wonder how long she'll last in there. I wonder how many more houses she can get. I wonder how many she has, how much we pay her. It's unbelievable. Uh, I, 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 and then the ranked choice voting, there'll be soon there's going to be people signing to get rid of that. And that's my opinion. Well, I hope that uh, I know that there's been several groups that have talked about coming together. I hope they all come together and work together to uh, to get the ranked choice voting on. And uh, you're right. You may see a proposal of taxation uh, come out of the legislature this year. It would be interesting to see. Um, it'd be interesting to see who is who's part of that. Uh, we'd love to hear what you guys have to say. Give us a call right now, 907-433-3150, we got to take a, uh, we got to take a break here. We're going to come back for one final segment, open line, open form. We're just going to hit that all the way through. We'll be back with more. The Michael Duke Show. Common sense. Liberty based. Breathing and radio. If you missed the show, you can listen to it on your time with Dukes On Demand. Oh, and it's free. Like America used to be. 
Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Okay. Okay, my pretties. Um, what else are you guys talking about here? Um, we don't know if Roger's second choice is ranked Geese. Hopefully some of them ranked pro PFD Casey. Says Care, Care Clip. I don't know. I mean, I'll be honest with you. If I'd been in that race, I would have ranked Holland. And that's it. Although, no, you know what? I might have ranked, I might have ranked Casey second over Geisel just to keep Geisel out of there. So with Forrest Dunbar and Jamie Allard to the state, I guess the assembly has some work to do to fill their seats. Yeah. Uh, seven positions, my understanding, seven positions are going to be open in this upcoming election this April in the Anchorage area. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be a spicy. It's going to be crazy. Um, all right. Uh, uh, sorry. Sybil was talking about senators from the peninsula. Uh, they're going to join the Swamp Caucus. The Swamp Caucus. Yep. Uh, there's no... <laughs> Harold said, there is no minority. There's just three are left outs. That's true, but there is a minority. Uh, there was a three-person... I, I didn't say that there wasn't a three-person minority in the past. I said it's been a while since we've seen a three-person minority. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah. No, it's it's been a while. Uh, all right. Let's see. Duplicity, deceptions, dishonesty, disappointment, disrespect. <laughs> Brian was looking for all the D words. Um, can't believe we're stuck with that shank for the next six years again. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Not shank. Skank. Thank you, 12th man. All right. Um, we have two honor students. Let me read this here. We have two honor students and one who didn't make it through the pandemic closure and this year's RSV flu. He was sick for three weeks. The East High principal decided to boot him out the day before Thanksgiving. No loss with Alaskan schools in such nasty shape. So they booted him out because he was sick for too long. Oh, that's, that's great. That's great. <clears throat> Um, this year's RSV and flu is the worst I've ever seen. Yes. Uh, Laban was a rhino. Um, RCV was designed to have the Republicans eat their own and lose. Um, you're confusing a minority with a recognized minority that by rule is entitled to a certain number of seats in each committee. A minority can be any size they want, but you have to try to get to five. I understand, buddy. And that's, I was not saying minority. It's, it's, it, you're right. I mean, they're, they're out in the cold, but they're not a defined minority. So they don't have, they don't get to have any seats. They don't get to have a seat at the table. This was all intentional, by the way. This was all intentional. This is the revenge of Geisel and Stevens 
uh, and Stedman and those who just didn't like the fact that those upstarts, Shower and Hughes and Meyer, would dare to challenge the authority of whatever, right? Are you going to invite Ruffridge and Bjorkman on for weekly updates? We may not like the outcome, uh, but we need to hold them up to the conservative Republican platform that they run on. Yes, I mean, I'm going to ask them on for sure. Oh, let's see. I think that the letter by the name is irrelevant. We should have ranked the PFD candidates. We tried to talk about that, Care. We tried to talk about that. Um... Uh, going here. Uh, this is a good question. This is kind of more of a strategic question. The old SB 128 to cut the PFD down to a thousand dollars that failed now has six of its yay votes on the new Senate finance committee. What kind of gatekeeper will Wolikowski be as chair of rules? This is where you're going to have to hold his feet to the fire. My friend, this is where that's going to come from. Is it too early for chocolate? I've already had coffee. It's never too early for chocolate, Sandy. I'll just tell you that right now. Uh, our ranked choice voting is turning into a blue circling cesspool of a toilet. <laughs> oh, man. Um, wow, Kathy. Just wow. <laughs> Elijah Verhagen is in the chat room. Wow, Kathy. Just wow. I mean, yeah, that's the Geisel quote is... Uh, yeah, ethical, ethical leadership. That's Kathy Giesel. I'm ethical leadership. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, I just looked that word up in the dictionary. I don't think it means what you think it means. Just, I'm throwing that out there. I just don't think it means what you think it means. Okay. One final segment here on the show. <laughs> There's a lot of eye rolling going on in the chat room about Kathy Geisel's quotes. I mean, ethical, ethical leadership. Mm, I think that's what they were looking for, is ethical leadership. That's why they voted for me. Sorry, that voice makes me cough. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) I mean, that is just some crazy stuff. But this, get ready, folks. This is what the next two years are going to look like. The next two years are going to look just like this. Ethical leadership. That's why they hired me. Mm. (laughs) Oh, man. It's a hot, hot mess. Um, Alaskans elected 11 Republicans and nine Democrats, says Tuckerman Babcock in the chat room. Uh, they results, eight Republicans put the nine Democrats in charge. His prediction is that at least an 80% tax on the PFD, 
no repeal of ranked choice voting, and an oil tax increase, as well as a massive increase to the state budget. Any of the eight Republicans who join the Democrats' campaign honestly on any of those issues? That's the million-dollar question right there. Or in this case, the multi-million-dollar question. Again, you could already see it. You, I mean, I, I, I'm going to read the quote again because it's right there in the in the thing uh, when they were talking about forming this this new uh, coalition majority. We've got it. We're oh yeah, we got it covered. The question on the PFD: What about the size of it? Stevens admitted that there isn't an agreement on the dividend among members of the newly formed caucus. We've agreed on a lot of other things, but we're not going to agree on that. Then Kathy Giesel weighs in and says, we're all committed to the largest dividend that we can afford. Remember, children, the grown-ups are talking. The grown-ups are talking. You poor, poor, pitiful children. You just don't. We know better than you how you should spend your money. Regardless of the fact that the law says that we shall transfer this to you, we have decided that instead we will spend it ourselves because we know we will give you what's left over because, well, if there's anything left over, because the largest dividend that we can afford to pay you, uh, because we know that there are also, of course, State services that are critical to Alaskans. Hmm. Education probably comes to the forefront of our thoughts. Because the teachers' unions have been banging on their doors. And the new mantra is, of course, we haven't raised the BSA in five years. Well, we've raised it, but only by 5% or 4.5%. And, you know, it really should go up much more than that. In fact, we decided that we need to spend a billion dollars on our children, even though the $680 million we've given them so far has produced some of the lowest achieving students in the nation. Other than that, hell, send more money. Let's just, let's spend, if one billion is, is good, then two billion must be better. You can see it already, right? I mean, is it just me or, I mean, are we missing out here? I mean, it, you could see the handwriting on the wall for what's going on. I mean, it's, it, 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 oh, I just, I don't even know. I don't even know what's going on. Um, anyway, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be interesting to watch. Uh, it's going to be interesting to watch what happens. I guarantee you one of the things we're going to see, uh, is we're going to see a lot more spending, uh, a lot more spending. I think that that is, I think that that is inevitable right now. You're already, again, they're already ramping up for it. They're already ramping up for it. <clears throat> it will, uh, it's going to be, it's, it's going to be a hot mess. Well, I can tell you right now that I am looking forward to the, uh, the holiday break, uh, because it'll give me a chance to actually, well, I imagine I'll spend several days of it working on this studio. I don't, 
we'll figure something out. But <clears throat> because it's stuff like this, it just makes me go, gosh. I mean, th- this is what I, I was taught. Whoever guessed that I was talking to the other day, I think it was Kelly Shabaka that I was talking to the other day. And I said, you know, this surprised me, this being the election results, because I always thought that I was part of that Alaska majority that wanted to, you know, kind of common sense, smaller government, uh, you know, the, 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 the lowest costs that we can afford, you know, give us the basic services and move on from there. I mean, I always thought that that was, I thought I was part of it. And now it looks like that, <clears throat> unfortunately, that mindset is more of a minority than I had hoped. I mean, we get a hundred people listening in the chat room and thousands of people listening on the radio right now. And I had thought that, you know, we were kind of all of one accord here and that we maybe accounted for a significant chunk of the voting populace. But apparently between the confusion of ranked choice voting or apathy of people not getting out there and doing it or just frustration, I don't know. I just, I just don't know what is going to be coming down the pike in this next couple of years. I know that we can't stop fighting. I do know that we cannot stop the fight because otherwise, I mean, look, okay, excuse me. Look at what happened here just recently when we got all that free money. From the federal government, all that uh, COVID money, right? Look at what happened. They spent, I mean, it was like the largest budget in state history. And, I mean, what what is going to, and they were happy with it. Look at what we did. Remember Bert Stedman? Oh, we can't possibly, we can't possibly cut anymore. We got everything. We just. <laughs> so I fully expect that we're going to see a huge increase in the spend. And uh, what do we do then? What do we do then? Well, there's a huge increase in the spend and we're taking in less money and now they want to tax oil companies, you know, more on top of that, which I mean, I I think that there's money left on the table. My fear is, is they're going to go the full $1 billion full court press and stifle the, uh, and stifle the exploration. We need to put more oil in the pipe, not squeeze it off. Tuckerman said he's, he thought. Uh, he, in the chat room here, he thought an 80% cut to the PFD, an 80% tax taking confiscation of the PFD. And if that's the case, <clears throat> here's my prediction. Then within five years, we'll have a, we'll have an income tax in this state. That's my prediction. In five years, if that is the case, and they go full hog on the spending, and they cut the PFD, and they do all this other stuff, and this majority remains in control, 
that within five years there will be a discussion about, well, we got to have an income tax now. And in fact, we'll probably have to eliminate the PFD completely because the only permanent, the only dividend they could afford is nothing because all these other things are more important. Now, this all depends on what Governor Dunleavy does and what the makeup of the House is, right? I mean, there, there could be, uh, best case scenario, the House gets to be a Republican majority and they're able to kind of stymie what's going on in the Senate. And then the governor comes down and lays down the banhammer with his pen and does all that kind of stuff. But the question is, is that really going to happen? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. <clears throat> we'll see. Well, we'll get the reaction tomorrow from Brad Keithley and Chris Story. We'll have some discussions with them on Wednesday. It's Mike Shower. We'll make, try and get Rob Myers on as well. We got to go, my friends. Thanks for coming in and joining us. The Michael Duke Show. Common Sense, Liberty Based, Free Thinking Radio. Yeah, it's. Uh, <clears throat> I just don't. I just don't know. I just don't know what's gonna happen, man. I know that it's not going to be pleasant or pretty. Okay. I guess that's it for me today. No new state tax will be sufficient on its own. Additional fiscal restraint would be necessary, <clears throat> perhaps in the form of an enhanced spending cap. If they take the PFD, all of it, they've already been taxing us, and then institute a tax on top of that, good luck with that fiscal restraint. Monday with Myers is what we need, says Jason. Hey, Jason, did you ever get that mug? All right, I got to go. Thanks for coming in and joining us. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense, Liberty-based. Freeling and Radio.
we've shed our terrestrial radio skin, and now we are slimy lizard internet people. It's the Michael Duke Show. <laughs>